Hi everybody, I'm Richard Conway. Welcome back to AMP, the podcast that showcases age group multi-sport athletes. So since the last podcast, which went down really well by the way, thank you for listening, which featured author of my co-workers think I'm a pro, Brock Gibbs. Um, I've just finished the book, really entertaining. Um, I recommend it for anybody into multi-sport and you'll both relate to his story and also you'll laugh out loud while reading it. Um, So yeah, have a look at that. Put it down as a Christmas present. We're back in lockdown, um, two weeks gone, two weeks to go, um, so no swimming, and I was just getting back into it as well, um, but we're still running and we're still biking, Swift's getting some hammer, so that's fine. Some good news, um, we found out from Age Group News on Instagram, who revealed to us that British Triathlon have released the Duathlon and Triathlon qualifying races for 2021, you can check that out over on their Instagram page. I'll go to the British Triathlon website and find out all the information for qualifying races for next year. And I've seen quite a few of you on social media have been putting out the emails that you've been getting from British Tri, showing us that you've qualified. So congratulations on that. I've got a couple through myself. Um, One for the ETU Sprint Triathlon Championship venue and date to be confirmed. And also the other one is for the World multi-sport championship over in Almere in Holland in September and where I'm looking to do the sprint duathlon so really happy about that so we've got a couple of goals to aim for for next year which is nice and that nicely links to a post that I put up on Instagram regarding having a training diary uh, which is pretty old school I guess in these times with the likes of Strava training peaks but the thing I like about the diary is that it has a complete breakdown of your whole year so from having a a complete annual training plan at the front where you can set out your goals for the full year and it's got a table of 52 weeks so you can work back from your A races and then you can periodize that time frame and it's just a good tool to be able to reflect back as you're going through the season where you've come from and um, you know if you're on track uh, and, and daily and weekly you can look at how things are going um, and it it's just got loads of information that you can put down and, and again you can just reflect on it and I just think it's a really good tool so maybe worth having a look at I don't know I'm not sure I don't use um, training peak so that could have the same format uh, only electronically but uh, yeah I just prefer the hard copy and it's all there in one place and physically writing down is quite satisfying never know, one of these days I might um, come into the the modern world and uh, use Training Peaks instead. So on to this episode's interview with Jamie Price, um, a young protégé, and it was a great chat, very interesting, and I hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you on the other side. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, thank you, sir. How are you? I'm very well, thank you for joining us here at AMP this evening. No, no, thank you. 
Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you all right then? Are you, where are you located at the moment? At the moment. Uh, so I, I train with the, um, the Cardiff setup. Right. Well, well, triathlon. But, okay. uh, you know, their, their team's called, like, NTPCW. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so, so pretty much full-time in uh, Cardiff at the moment. And, um, so, you know, sometimes in, in, in Bahrain. But my parents actually have moved from Bahrain now. So they're back in the UK as well. Right, all oh, right, okay. So that link's been, been ended, has it? Yeah, effectively, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I've, I've still got ties, um, ties in Bahrain. Um, there's still some really good like contacts to have out there. Yeah. So hopefully, I get get to go back out there and train. But um, as far as like living wise, uh, yeah, no, I'm not living out there anymore. Excellent. Well, you can tell us all about it then, uh, how it came to be, and a bit about your sporting gra- background. That would be great. Yeah, no, for sure. So um, I, I started off. Uh, well, I started off with modern pentathlon when I was really young because how my parents met. They were both on a GB for pentathlon, uh, pentathlon, which was um, which is good fun. So I grew up kind of like learning all the five sports, and I, I was really stoked about sort of running and swimming from a young age. Um, and then uh, you know, after my parents moved abroad, I kind of like was at boarding school, so triathlon was a little bit more low maintenance than uh, modern pentathlon because. You can't really sort of access like a horse and you know a shooting range and fencing when you're um, yeah. in boarding school uh, at GCSE level. So yeah, uh, and and then I um, ended up moving to, to Bahrain uh, with, with them, um, and the sort of the triathlon out there was awesome. Like you had the Bahrain 13s, you had um, the big Donnies kind of coming through like uh, the Bahrain every now and then. And, uh, I, I remember like Jacques Daniel, uh, he just walked up to just like a local ride one time, really? so shake it and bite it. Yeah. Uh, which was, was, was mad, like, um, and then you had like, Gomez, he, he was on the same ride as uh, Jan, um, you know, and uh, you always have the 70.3 out there, uh, and there's like a, um, I think it's called a crown, um, like king king of the crown race or something, where there's like three Ironmen, um, and if you win all three Arabic uh, Ironmen, the winner gets a ridiculous amount of money, yeah. so, um, you know, there'd always be like big competition, so it was kind of like a lot of media around it and everything, so. You know, I, I was really keen to hop on and join them with that. Yeah, and uh, you got quite a lot of exposure to that then as a... How old were you at that point? Oh, I, I must have been uh, lower six forms, the first first year of A-level. All um, right. That was when I started doing it. So, so that would yeah, be yeah. 16, 17, 18? Yeah, it must be, must, there must yeah. be 16, 17. So I think that was about that time where I kept, became a Bahrain national champ for the sprint triathlon. Yeah. Um, and then went, went and sort of raced all over the Middle East with Bahrain, which is an amazing experience. Like we raced in, uh, Jordan was a weird race because I think Jordan borders uh, a sketchy country or something. Uh, and we were running up and down. There was people with AKs like watching us go. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was great. Run faster, really run great. faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you have to run faster. Otherwise, like, <laughs> yeah. Actually, there was, um, there was a funny story. The, the, the Sheikh, who's um, basically the second line to the throne in Bahrain, he's um, big into his triathlon and um, yeah, I remember one of my first triathlons I saw him come past me on his TT bike right. and he was uh, drafting uh, he was drafting off a car like a you know this blacked out tinted kind yeah. of Land Rover yeah. RT sorry with his bodyguards in <laughs> yeah 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 exactly well I, I didn't know that at the time um, so I thought oh, I mean if this guy's drafting I'll just hop on his tail like oh, uh, right. you know he, obviously nobody minds you know if, if he can draft like I draft um, but that's when another car came up behind me, uh, you know, beside me, and um, they rolled down those tinted windows. And there was just a guy, like a jack guy, who was just shaking his head, like screaming at me in Arabic to like get off his wheel. I thought, oh, no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. Good fun out there, though. Cool. Hmm. So, um, going back to 
like growing up and, and doing a bit of modern pentathlon. When did that stop and, and, and how serious did you get into the running and swimming? Because um, obviously that st stood you in good stead um, going forward. What age did you start swimming basically and, and running? Um, yeah, so, so basically I, I, I started, I think I was swimming before I could sort of like uh, run and everything. So I think I went into competitive swimming when I must have been like nine or eight or so, um, you know, doing like uh, trying to do regional. So I don't know when, as soon as like I was eligible age wise to go into um, counties and regionals, uh, I, I went I went sort of to, to counties. Um, I think I got to regionals once, uh, but that was, that was all. I never got to nationals mm. on that side of it. And then um, running, I, I, I started running a little bit later, like maybe 12, 13. Um, oh, no, maybe a little bit before, but uh, I, didn't, I wasn't doing big miles, you know, because like, if you do stupid miles when you're young, kind yeah, of thing, yeah. it's going to mess you up when you're older. It's just, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I was doing enough to tick over and get some decent times. Uh, I think I, I, I was like a couple of seconds off uh, nationals once when I was younger. Um, but, you know, that's about as high as I got, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, it was really, you know, it, it, to triathlon and how did the bike fit in and come about? from obviously joining the club um, what was your first first proper try over there and how did you do it um, I, I think my first first sort of proper try would have, would have been the one 
what distance was that? Uh, that that would have been a sprint, a sprint. to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, for sure. Um, but it, it was cool out there because uh, you know they, they had a really good progression way. Whereas, like, as soon as you sort of got to the top level, um, they would encourage you to go uh, abroad in the Middle East, so go to Dubai and Abu Dhabi and Kuwait right. and Qatar and race out there. To um, and then sort of, uh, I, I I I did one full full Olympic when I was sort of in uh, sixth form, and um. Which, which was interesting because I was like my first sort of higher level stuff and I just remember I just didn't take any water in and ended up on IV afterwards because I, really? yeah, I didn't fuel properly and I didn't realise like longer races you have to be on it you know like, otherwise yeah. you just yeah, yeah. end up in a bad way yeah not good not good um, yeah so you did your you did that first triathlon when you, you saw the, the sheik and you said that there's there's a there's been a good platform and it helped you along. Um, so how does that all how does that all work to get to to go to the other other states basically? What how is it funded? Did you have to fund it yourself? Is it like over here or you know when we've got a we've got a race obviously everything's we've got to pay for ourselves? Is it is that the same thing or did the club help out? Um, yeah, so it, it was it was different. A lot of it sort of I, I didn't really receive any national funding out there because I wasn't Bahraini. Um, enough to let me race for them which right. meant that I could like enter sort of uh, the lower level ITU stuff for Bahrain yeah. um, which was great fun but funding wise it was mostly sort of self funded um, I, I did a lot of swim teaching out there because as soon as I got like a bit of a name for a swimmer on the island uh, I'd teach a lot of kids sort of mm. like privately how to how to swim teach and uh, or how to swim even and um, also the, the club out there like the Bahrain Triathlon Club helped me out so much as in basically gave me free membership with them, um, as well as gave me like a, a, a like a sort of small amount of money um, that I would use to go and travel uh, and race with. Yeah. Um, so they, they did so much to help me. It's pretty much just like my, you know, my uh, dad's mates were sort of all the guys in the, in the club um, and they would sort of effectively just be using me as a bit of a charity case. Uh, I'd wear their kit and go race, but, you know, I was just a young kid. I, I don't really know what I was doing. I still don't, but, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. <laughs> Nearly fifty three, and every day's a school day. So you know, you're yeah. always always yeah. learning. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Obviously, it's, it's important, you know, because if, if you're not learning, then really you're like, you know, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, like that's that's why there's, there's a really cool thing. Um, I heard about where it's like a, you know, it, it, you don't like winning's actually a really bad thing to happen yeah. because you never learn anything from that. You know. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time when you listen, you, you hear, or you, you listen, listen to what successful people have to say. You know, they always say like. It, professionals and they always mess up there's always something wrong especially in transition or you know the the forget things in that moment in that race yeah. in the competition things things don't go to plan but they look back yeah, and, exactly. and make sure they don't do if, that if, again you know so you got quite a lot of coaching from the um over in bahrain then and
right. when I was out in uh, out in Bahrain, um, and I definitely spent sort of all, all my time pretty much with him. I got all my information from him. Um, he he's a very he, he was a very good runner back, and he still is a very good runner. Um, you know, and he sort of uh, would uh, teach me a lot. Like he would do all of our track sessions. So we have two track sessions a week. Um, although we'd have one track session a week, one fart leg and one long aerobic. I'd do all that with him with a nice little group of runners. Then uh, I would swim with my school, who had like a school swimming club, mm-hmm. um, and then I would cycle with the Bahrain Tri Club sort of every mm-hmm. every weekend and during the week and stuff. Yeah. But it was it was good. It was a really nurturing environment. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's like quite a small island. Everybody knows everybody in the triathlon community out there, and um, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. It's quite sad to sort of step away from it and like go towards the GB environment of things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a whole different kind of ball game with the uh, the GB locks. They're just yeah. So you went. So you went did that through university. Then you're at Cardiff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So I, I um, I joined the team, uh, or NTPCW, so it stands for National Performance Training Centre of Wales. Right. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. But um, and they're they're awesome. So you've got like you know, you've got Leeds and you've got Stirling, uh, and you've got like all, all these universities who are quite you know heavily sort of structured towards triathlon. Mm. Um. Uh, and like the Welsh tri team was quite a young team, but they really sort of like because they're quite a young team in the sense of triathlon, they can actually like dedicate a lot of their coach time towards each athlete, mm-hmm. um, which has proven like to be really really useful because like the, the amount that you learn in such a short period of time is amazing. Yeah. Like you, you pretty much like they treat you like a full pro. Um, you know, as, as soon as you join uni, they provide you with all the training, they provide you with a schedule, they provide you with just so since you've been there, what's what's your structure been like? Um, it's, it's been good, you know. I mean, well, it's, it's obviously everything's a bit weird at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like with, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but um, it it's it been it it was it was real cool. Like, they understood that sort of uh, a university sometimes you do out you do go out and you do have fun, and they mm-hmm. understand that like if you can't swim the next morning, you know, you're not going to get absolutely laid into because of it. But um, you know, it'll normally be like swimming uh, like five days a week. Um, you sort of uh, you, that'll be early in the morning, um, and then you'll sort of ride uh, most days if you can. Long rides on Wednesdays and the weekend, um, and then you uh, you know you have a track session, and then you do your aerobic runs in a group if you could, if you want to or by yourself sort of thing. Everything's structured around your university course. And do they do they give you an individual plan to work towards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. So they'll, they'll give you a training piece account, and then um, you sort of uh, you upload everything there that you need, um, and then you sort of work around it. Uh, as in, if you can't make some sessions, you let them know at the beginning of the week, and then you change it and you adapt it. And you you always have a coach sort of that you will go to and talk to if you need to. And then, oh, sorry, that's all right. Yeah. That's all right, no worries. Yeah, fine. Yeah, um, yeah. So they'll give you sort of everything that you need, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's very well structured. It's stuff like after my first year. I was struggling with going from being coached from my parents to being coached by a proper setup. Yeah. Um, and they understood that, so they had an intern uh, come in called Martin, um, who uh, coached me sort of one to one. So he really would understand, like, if my mindset was gone, yeah. he would understand that if I wasn't coping with sort of the coaching mechanisms that they were using, he would adapt it, and uh, you know, it just managed to get me to a place I like didn't think was was, was possible. Yeah. So what are you studying at um, university? Uh, so I, I was studying product design. Um, oh, okay. Like, mm, yeah, which, which was which is interesting. Like, it, it was cool. Uh, it, it gives you a lot of 
freedom in, in that course you can like design pretty much anything you want yeah. uh, manufacture it and, and what you're looking at what you targeting oh what was my like uh was my design yeah yeah for? uh a few, a few different things so like we worked for an aerospace company like the, my favorite ones where you'd have like what's called a 24 hour project mm-hmm. where um a company would come into university and uh, they would say here's a problem can you design a solution for it right so um you know we we, we help uh, design a sled for um going to the north pole to try and break the uh, individual record for going to the north pole um and it was awesome because like we, we sort of heavily got into like the aerodynamics and right. i actually took the idea from you know zip wheels yeah yeah uh, how they've got those there's little divots in them to increase laminar flow yeah um we, we took that idea and we said like look at the time of the season you're going to be traveling to the north pole you're going to be having like a a wind coming from the northeast so we're going to use these um you know these dimples that we pretty much like borrowed from zip mm-hmm. and so like if we put these dimples in your uh you know in in your uh, in your sled, we can like decrease sort of your um, air resistance, uh, and we can put them in a pattern that sort of like helps almost like sort of direct the air from the northeast directly over rather than sort of hitting the side of it. And, Fantastic! And, um, yeah, it's good fun. It's yeah. different. It's cool. It's cool sort of looking at like how like companies do stuff and see how you can apply it elsewhere. Yeah. But, mm. Cool. Very good. Yeah, yeah, so, good. do you get to use any of the physiology labs and things and get tested and stuff? Absolutely. Um, so it'll be like once a year, you'll do a sub-maximal and maximal testing in the labs. So uh, we we've done sort of VO2 max on the bike as well as on the run. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've done like sub-maximal uh, on the bike and the run. Uh, we do a lot of lactate work in the water. Um, we'll do lactate relative to heart rate. Um, so we have the sort of lips that you've got on your forehead, mm. uh, and and you um you sort of swim. And it's pretty cool on, on training camp. We had the, all of our lips uh, like. Linked up to an iPad, right. so you could um you could hit, see everybody's um everybody's heart rate, and then uh, if, if your heart rate changed zones, the color of your heart rate would change to like red or amber or green. So if you weren't swimming hard enough, the coach could pull you up, or if you're swimming <laughs> too hard. Well, normally, it's, if you swim too hard and you're overtraining, so yeah. they tell you to reel it back in, you know, like and all. But, That's fantastic. Yeah. I bet you, mm. even the professionals, some of the professionals don't even have that, you know. Mm. Exposure and that experience is just going to stand you in so much good, good stead, isn't it? answered that question about the coach inside <laughs> you're obviously uh, well well in, involved in that um, yeah so obviously being being where you are I mean normally my question is how did you get introduced to age group 
Um, well, that's that's a given. Obviously, where you are has got you got you involved in that. And so, what was the what was the process from where you are and getting involved in that? Um, like from a qualifying point of view, did they help you identify races that you needed to go and race? Did they already realise what events you were better at? Were you better at sprint? Were you better at an Olympic distance? You know what I mean? What? How did that come about? Yeah, no, definitely. So um, after the initial testing side of things, they dictated that I, I, I'm a very aerobic, you know, an anaerobic athlete. So my, my top end is um real decent, but I can't hold it. You know, mm -hmm. I think the analogy that they used is like having the the, the, the body of a Ferrari but the engine of like a broken Toyota. <laughs> so um, yeah, you, you, there's a lot of work to done on, on the engine, you know, to build that up before getting up to being able to hold it. So they, you know, the next logical step was um short, short, fast. swim right ahead of everybody else so you're in yeah. a good pack of cyclists and and it's about holding on then isn't it exciting racing I mean that's my preferred choice actually if I could go for drafting or none it's always it's always the drafting fantastic to watch did you watch the indoor one that they put on I did I oh. did the, uh, the arena games yeah. amazing it oh, was great. really such a clever clever I was listening to a podcast with the guy who created it 
and it's such a clever idea in these you know these times it was just so well thought out and mm. such a great and, spectator and, sport oh 100% yeah no they're, they're a real big asset to the sport and um, you know you sort of look at how they operated it as well there's something like the, they ended up recording it across like four different countries or something mm. so you had like the commentators in London yeah. you had like the switchboard in like yeah. somewhere else and then it's amazing yeah it was really yeah. good so, you did Lausanne. How did that go? Uh, yeah, no, it, it went it went alright. I ended up placing uh, third um, okay. in my in my age group, which was was good. It, it was a really it was a really good race, but again, the, the bike leg heavily sort of let me down. Um, yeah. You know, I, I came out the water in first uh, with uh, I think a Swiss bloke on who sort of sat on my legs the whole way. I didn't didn't manage to break away from him, but like you know, it, it, in the swim, you, you're never going to win a race in the swim anyway. Mm. It's good to have him with me to work work together. Mm. Um, and we spent sort of like most of the cycling course been true and off. I think him and a German bloke they dropped me on the bike. Yeah. Um. So they took first, second. I think it was a German Swiss than than myself. Right. Um. And I was basically just yeah, I I sort of popped on the bike. Um. Which is yeah, it just sort of really highlights the fact that that's the area that I need to yeah. need to focus on. I think plenty of plenty of time. Yeah, 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 no, exactly. And fantastic you know, to get a podium on your first first event for, for you know. Yeah. Oh no, uh, thank you very much. I was, I was very I was very proud of yeah. it. It was a very it, it was a real good experience. It was a real good day, and especially going to go going and being able to watch the pros and everything. Yeah, I mean that's really, the great, really cool. that's the great thing about those events, isn't it? Because you can do your race and watch everybody else, and then you can go and watch the pros. You know, that's just. There's not exactly. many, I've yeah. said this before, there's not many um, other sports that you can actually do that. Oh, no, no, absolutely. No, it's, it's, it, it, it was amazing. Yeah. Like, and also the, the layout of the, the race out there too was just great. Like, in, you know, you're racing around the city centre and it's awesome. Yeah. So had you qualified for anything for this year? Uh, well, n no. I mean, we're not sort of in the age group... Um, Racing sort of uh, side of things, I I haven't really uh, done sort of those those races and stuff. I I do really want to carry on with it because I definitely want to go back to Worlds at some point and try and get a try and get a first if I can. Yeah. But I, I'm you know it depends. Like it, yeah, they're, they're, those other two guys were quite strong, so I, mm. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, but you know I'm, I'm trying to sort of uh, focus on getting to the, the Super League qualifiers. I, I've got a place in the qualifying series. Um, now it's just a case of getting getting a sort of the top three uh, there at well, well, one of the qualifiers, and then you get you get a contract. So can you just explain again how that works? So what have you got to do to get into the Super League qualifiers? All right. So um, initially you uh, you apply uh, just just like you would any races, and anybody can can do it. You okay. know, uh, you you apply through um, through the Super League website, um, and then you know you give your credentials, you give some races that you've done well at. Yep. Um, Championships mm -hmm. uh, was my my results. I actually got the ITU points, so I um, registered under that one, and then uh, kind of went went uh, went to my first race, which I think was my first qualifying race. I went to was in uh, Poland. Poland, sorry, was the first race, um, and that you know amazing race is really good. I, I managed to do okay. After that, I spoke to Maka, and he said that um, you know you should definitely try and go across to the Canadian race. Um, so I raced in Canada and ended up uh, winning two of the stages. They weren't important stages, but um, it was like a two, across two days in Canada. So the first day was, uh, I think it was a, a, a 
three triathlons back to back. Last athlete gets cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I and I end up just getting in the mosh pit in the swim. So I was kind of fighting from the back of the race the whole time, right. and eventually got cut like right. just 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 before the last triathlon took place. Yeah. Um, so the next day I knew I was out of contention for the points, so just went back and tried to sort of cane it because they they said they said there might be like prize. No, they said there might be, but they didn't say for sure. <laughs> uh, they said there might be prize money for each stage. So I was like, okay, in that case, then I'm try- I'm going to try and take yeah. the two first two stages, which aren't important. So literally just you know minimal work on the bike and then just floored it on the 1500 meter run. Yeah. Um, and then after that they they were like, okay, you know you've got some wheels on them. Um, so then they'll sort of you know, if you prove yourself in the qualifiers, then uh, they'll sort of say that you can come back and race some more qualifiers if you want. Right. But um, it's definitely getting more competitive because a lot more people are you know going towards Super League, and I don't blame them. So, so how many of those races are there then? Because that's not something that I've ever obviously looked at and no. didn't even know much no. about to be honest I thought it was just for the just the professionals um, you know no no so um, well it's interesting because uh, anybody can um, well I, most most people can, can sort of like apply for the, the pro entry it does help if you've had some like uh, international races where you've done well at or mm. you've done well at like some you know some uh, high, high higher like caliber races I think you're more likely to get entry yeah. but it's a case of if, if they take a liking to you um, you know they'll they'll let you into the qualifiers. Um, definitely, like you know, if, if you're like a, one of the top dogs, you know, you're just going to get a place. Uh, but um, it's like my housemate uh, Ollie. He's um he's from Jersey, and he went to the qualifiers and got like a top of three, uh, and uh, was invited to race Super League. And you know he he's done very well throughout, and he he isn't like a well no, he, he's a very very good athlete, but he, he's not not quite at like Kristen Blumenfeld like level yeah. yet. It goes back to that, you know, you're surrounded by those people. It's going to rub mm-hmm. off, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's it just is. 100%. Yeah, there's this really cool uh, saying where it's like, you're the average of the four closest people you surround yourself by. That's yeah. why you should always surround yourself by like people that you aspire to be like or people you um, want to be more like. I mean, if you invite them, like, put yourself around to the people, like four, four people, four of your closest people that you, you, you're not really, well, I don't know, they, they might have like a negative influence on your life and that's really going to rub off on you and vice versa yeah, yeah. great yeah. fantastic <laughs> yeah so any advice I mean in your short short career any advice yeah. you would you would give out to anybody starting off or anybody who wants to try and qualify for, and I normally just say for GB but now I'm going to say anybody who wants to qualify for GB or Super League <laughs> 100%, 100% yeah no definitely anybody who's looking to Qualify for like for anything. Like it's, it's just just to enjoy it, to have a passion for it. First of all, I I wouldn't say that I have a uh, a very particular passion for like sort of triathlon specific. It, it, it's more just like the love of the, the sport mm. that like make it up. You know, there's like um I think it's in the Brownlee book where it's like you, you don't want to be a triathlete. You want to be a swim swimmer, a cyclist, and a runner. Mm. You know, if you can hold your own on them, but you're only ever going to hold your own if you actually take enjoyment from it. So yeah. if you enjoy just going out for like, you know, a run when you feel like it, just go out for a run when you feel like it, you know. Uh, there's, you know, traditional fart like, like it, rather than speed play, is sort of sprinting when you feel like it and walking when you feel like it. Mm. Um, I think it's very easy to get wrapped up in structure and formalities and uh, and everything. Like, if, if you can find a way of loving the sport, then, you know, send it however you want to and don't 
fantastic. Mm. Great. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Next question is your favourite bit of kit? Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm, I, it'd be rude not to say, like, my bike, you know, I, I, I do. I, I'm not, I'm, I can't claim to be a, you know, a crazy cyclist, but I'm, I'm a massive fan of uh, the, the bike that I've been um, granted to ride on for, for the moment. Uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm with a bike brand called uh, Heroin. Okay. They, they like make sort of custom um, bike molds. Well, they make custom bikes from from France. Uh, yeah, no, I just just a big fan of it. Like the yeah, yeah. Cool. nice, yeah, cool, good. Um, what um, gear has that got on it? seems to be locking back down again mm. all being equal if we get through the winter and it isn't it isn't so bad um, mm. and we can start getting back to a bit of normality what are your short-term and long-term goals um well i mean sh short short time would definitely uh definitely be able to um like be able, just be able to race the summer would be a short-term goal i mean mm. i don't know whether it's realistic but about it all. Yeah. 
happy about your own achievements. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, fantastic yeah. advice, and a great again a great way of looking at things. So, and also, when do you finish university? How many years have you got left? Yeah, so um, well, I finished. Uh, I I finished this summer, just gone. All right, which okay. is sort of, kind of kind of weird. Cause, I mean, I, I fin- finished my education in Bahrain, but like from Cardiff, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, so I I graduated this summer uh, officially, but um, I'm having a year. Uh, out from the military to follow just uh, just sport. Okay. So after this, I'm after this year, I'm going to go into the armed forces. Right. So what leg of the armed forces are you going into? Uh, just as a advanced infantry. So right. just just as a just as a you know as, as a recruit kind of thing. Yeah. Just to see see what see what it's like. I, I think the military is a is a good place to sort of um if if you want to try and keep sort of succeeding at sport or just keep wanting to do sport. Yeah. Um. As as well as yeah. Excellent, excellent. Well, good luck with everything. Um, I'm going to follow you as I as I started following all the all the uh, amp guests that we've had on, and um, we'll keep in touch. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. It's a great place to end it. So. Uh, no, you. no, exactly. Thank, thank you so much for having me. So I, I really appreciate it. So once again, Jamie Price, a young man with an old head on his young shoulders, um, and constantly learning on this show. Uh, who knew that you could apply just to go on the Super League um, so any any young up-and-coming um, triathletes duathletes yeah I guess it's a triathlete because there's always a swim in there uh, get on the website and uh, have a look and if you think you, you're good enough have a look and see if you can uh, you can enter and you might be racing the likes of Mario Mola and one of the Brownleys or yeah, it's a totally different world. So, but good luck to Jamie with that, and I hope he, um, I hope he's successful um, with that and whatever ventures he takes, uh, takes forward in the future. Fantastic! Another great chat, another great uh, age grouper, another great multi-sporter, and yeah, you guys never disappoint. We're always learning, and the stories are always really good, no matter what age you are and uh, really enjoy myself so and it's a pleasure to meet you all um, and that's it for this show so um, yeah just if you'd like to catch up with us um, you can drop us an email at agegroupmultisportpodcast at gmail.com and you can catch us on Instagram amp1967 catch us up on Facebook at ampgb our website is agegroupmultisportpodcast.buzzsprout.com Rate us and subscribe. Um, I think it's mainly on Apple Podcast. don't think Spotify or any of the other platforms you can actually do anything, write a review, but you could always go along, whatever, whatever platform that you listen to, you could always go along and um, write us a review on there, or even on Instagram, write us a review on Instagram and just let us know how, how you're getting on and whether you're liking the show, if there's any tweaks we could do, any anything we can do to improve it. Um, but thanks again for listening. And remember, stay safe, keep training, and love